My name is Jacob, and I have a new life in Christ, and I am recovering from pride and control. Growing up, attending a strict religious school, I viewed God as a buzzkill to my fun, and even though I believed that God was real, I did not trust in the God of the Bible. At a young age, I asked my dad about the Bible, and he told me that it was simply a book of fables for the nation of Israel and not actually true. So from there, I viewed Christians as weak people and not something that I needed for my life. But in 2011, after a sequence of poor decisions, I was in a very broken place. I joined a Bible study where I learned that I was a sinner, which I did not doubt for a second, that Jesus died on the cross as a payment for my sin, and that the grace offered through Jesus Christ was enough, that I did not have to earn God's love. It was then that I placed my trust in in Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. After graduating college in 2013, I moved to Dallas with my new faith, and I jumped in headfirst at Watermark. For the next five years, I grew in my faith, doing nearly every equipping course that was offered, had years of leadership roles at the porch, which is Watermark's young adult ministry, did an intensive training program here at Watermark at the Watermark Institute, and through it all had a genuine love for Jesus and a desire to know him more. In 2017, I married my best friend, Elena. Quickly, I became very critical of her, pointing out her faults and becoming frustrated when she did not behave as I thought she should. I became so frustrated with Elena that I even kept a list on my iPhone of the ways that Elena did not measure up as a good wife. I was eager to share this with my community group And I did, uh, thinking that they would back me up. Instead, my community group pointed out that I needed to focus on my own shortcomings. And outwardly, I agreed with them. But inwardly, I, I really thought that you guys have no idea my situation. And I'm right. You guys are wrong. My pride and control had blinded me. It began to get worse. I began having anger outbursts at Elena which stemmed from the fact that deep down, I really thought that I was better than her and that I could have been treated better by somebody else. When I came to know Christ, uh, I found alcohol as a way, before I was a Christian, um, I viewed alcohol as a way of escape. And so during this time, I started to drink in secret, in isolation. Um, And so when I came to know Christ, like I said, that habit went away Uh, But at one point, I just felt so ripped off by marriage that for a few weeks in a row, when I was done with work, I would drink alone um, and would come home and act like I had not been drinking. I found myself feeling ripped off by God and doubting my decisions to marry Elena. This all came to light when I confessed to my community group that I had been drinking. As a result, I confessed this to Elena and decided that instead of focusing on ministry to other people, I needed to focus on ministry for myself at Regeneration. My first night at Regen, I sat in my chair embarrassed. Uh, I remember judging everyone and thinking about how weak the people were there in their struggles. Why did they not just try harder? Why were they not just more disciplined? That night, the leader gave a talk about being sober for 24 hours from our struggle. It was profound to think about being sober, not from a substance, but from a sin. 
I prayed asking God what I needed to be sober from. And the first thought that popped into my head was control. Easy, for, no, for the next 24 hours, no control. That very night when I got to groundwork, the leader did not start right on time. I was so frustrated by his lack of focus <laughs> that I nearly started the group for him. <laughs> but wait, I'm, I'm a participant. I'm not the leader. I'm not in control. I'm sober from control for 24 hours. Later that night, when I got home, I was ready to turn the light off for bed, but Elena was still up. Should I turn off the light for her? No, no control. I realized this was going to be a lot harder than I thought. In step one, your first action is to admit that you are powerless over your struggle. This hit me like a ton of bricks because I had to accept my weakness. I was humbled. How did I forget my need for Jesus? When did I become so blind to my weaknesses, trying to be so strong all the time? Step two and three were beyond restorative and helping me to see that it was by Christ alone that I was made right with God. And I realized that I often operated out of a performance-based mindset with God and other people. Step four, inventory. I wrote out my painful experiences from my life. My parents' divorce, my abuse of drugs and alcohol, my exposure to pornography, um, countless sexual account encounters, my years of disrespect to my mom, and how for many years my identity was wrapped in sports and performance, always judging myself and others by an unrealistic standard of excellence. Step five, I confessed everything, even the last 2% to my wife and to the men in my community group, and I was met with love and compassion. They prayed for me. No one was mad at me, but rather my relationships with them grew immensely deeper. I was fully known and fully loved by them. They reminded me how loved and accepted I am by God, not by anything I do, but because of what Jesus had done for me. And then there was step eight. Step eight, forgiveness, was incredibly informative to my life. I came to realize that I had an incorrect view of forgiveness. My habit was to hold a grudge against people who had hurt me and think that I had to get them back or punish them so that they would learn a lesson and not do it again. But I learned that forgiveness was about being free. That is facing the hurt, releasing the hurt, and trusting justice to Jesus and realizing that I am too a sinner capable of that exact sin. This was a game changer for my life. After recovery, I have more contentment in my life. God has done a 180 in my marriage by helping me to see my sin struggles. God taught me how much I value comfort and when something is painful, how quickly I want to escape. I realized that the root of my control was seeking my own comfort. God grew me to be patient with others and their struggles and to pray for them, realizing that it is God who changes people not me, and that I am a sinner no different from them. My motivation for practicing the spiritual disciplines has changed as well. Before, Bible intake drifted from spending time with God to just a focus of gaining knowledge so that I could help others with their issues. How ridiculous. Now I view scripture as my medicine, and my time with God is even more intimate than it was before. I now cast my anxieties on him because I know that he genuinely cares for me. 
I trust God and am more relaxed, not as worried about money or even my life because I know that God is good and all I need to do is be faithful. Also, my view of marriage has changed. I walked into Regen viewing marriage as a letdown, but now I view marriage to Elena as the greatest gift God has given me. Instead of focusing on what I get out of marriage, I focus on my role as a husband in loving Elena and how I can cherish her. Am I fixed? No. But I am quick to ask for forgiveness and to consider my sin. If this is your first night at Regen, welcome. I want to let you know that a year and a half ago, I was in your exact shoes. God loves you, and he will reveal himself to you as you seek him with all your heart. Trust in Jesus, that he is your identity, and believe that your struggle does not define you. Jesus will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Remember, remember that recovery is a lifelong process. You only fail if you give up. But the good news is that Jesus started a good work in you, and he will finish it. Trust God, trust scripture, and trust his people to lead you to freedom. My name is Jacob. I have a new life in Christ, and I am in recovery from pride and control.